Welcome to episode 180 of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal podcast where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. And this week we're going to keep the same format that we had last week with the things of the week. I felt like that really works for my bulleting style of outlining, plus it segues us into all our different topics that I have to go into, which this week we're going to start out with my projects of the week, one of which is done and one of which is very much ongoing and also very exciting, but we'll get the small one out of the way first. And that is related to a free television that I bought. Well, I don't, I guess I didn't buy it. A free television that I acquired from a yard sale a few weeks ago. It's a little RCA CRT TV. And I was excited to get this because I am a old school video game player at heart. And I had this old Sega Genesis that I got at a yard sale as well. You can see the, the trends here of things that I acquire at yard sales. And I wanted to test it out on this TV, so I ended up getting the TV home, and I, I turned it on, everything worked with it, but I couldn't change the inputs. To play video games, you have to switch it to like the AV channel, so you can plug those little RCA cables in. If you're as old as I am, or maybe a little older, you know what I'm talking about, the little red, yellow, and white cables. If you're young, you just know HDMI, and you've lived a good life. You've lived in the, the now times, but in the before times, when things were not so crystal clear as they are now in the worlds of displaying things, you had to have some AV cables. You had to hit the input button. You still do that, but this RCA TV did not allow me to do that. So in the, it's one of those situations where you get something for free, but then you spend a bunch of money on it. The same thing happened to me when I bought this Sony... Um, Camcorder, that's what it is. A camcorder, that's another thing that you youngsters probably have never seen in your life. You just use your phone. Back in the day, they had these giant camcorders. This is a Sony one that I got for $5. I ended up spending money to get a charger for the battery and then another battery because that one didn't seem like it was working. And in the end, it didn't work at all. So I'm selling it for parts on eBay. So that was a fail, but it cost me more money than I, I should have spent and I should have just left it alone. If you have to spend money on something that you're getting either really cheap or free, you got to realize the true cost of things. There is no such thing as a free lunch. But this TV, a similar situation, different outcome. The TV turns on, works, everything was good with it, but I needed to be able to switch that input. So I bought a universal remote off of Amazon, and then I realized with that Sega that I got at a yard sale, I didn't have the power cable for it because it's a Model 1. I have all like the smaller models of the Sega Genesis's. Sega Genesi? Genesee. Uh, so I had to get one of those. I got another AV cable for it. And then I got this other switcher thing that I haven't gotten into yet because that's for a future project that I'm sure I'll be talking about here. But nonetheless, I was able to get that all to work and the Sega Genesis works and everything turned out great. So I was all excited about that. And it was just like a little silly project that I was into in the storage room at Doom, which is a disaster of a place. I actually made a video about all this. So you'll get to see that along with the start of my other project, that I did this week that is the ongoing very exciting one and I think I talked about before because I've been very excited about it for several weeks now and that is getting new chickens and uh, these ones I ordered online mail order I tried ordering locally here but there no one's selling them not until the spring and I didn't want to wait that long so I ordered them from Meyer Hatchery which is in Ohio and they just so happened to be born on Monday and they were put into the mail and they had a tracking number it's so crazy to like have a tracking number for your pet that you're about to get. But I was like, okay, it's go time. I need to get everything ready to go. So I had this dog crate. It's been my pretty classic setup that I always use when I have chickens. I have a dog crate that I fill with uh, pine bedding 
and then I have a water and a feeder that I put in there and a heat lamp and all that. So I made a video documenting the setup of that and getting all ready for the Cherkions who were coming in the uh, upcoming days. I was hoping for Tuesday because I was like, okay, I'm like really worried about these guys. You know, they were born and they were put in a box and now they're sitting in a truck in Cleveland. I'm like, get them here so I can get them under the heat lamp and get their food and water going. But unfortunately they did not come on Tuesday. On Tuesday they were traveling all the way across the state of Ohio and then into Pennsylvania where on Wednesday morning they were delivered. And the funny story about this, this isn't the funny story of the week. I, I'm saving that for the end. But the funny story is like I was checking like the tracking like crazy and it said they had arrived right before Clark Man got on the bus. And then it said they were out for a delivery and I'm like, what? I thought I had to go get these guys. Like, they're not just going to have a mail carrier drive these to someone's house and drop them off. I can't imagine. So I decided before the post office was even open that I was just going to start driving there. They were going to open any minute. So as I'm driving to the post office, I get a phone call from the post office. And they're like, hey, we got your chicks here. And I was like, okay, great. I'm, uh, I'm not too far away. So when I get there, the guy's like, you, I just called you. And I was like, yeah, I was, I was, I was driving here. I was in your parking lot. I was like... I was staring in the windows as you called me. No, but my, my box was there. That was As soon as I walk in, you, you could hear him. There was all these peeps that were happening. And the, the guy happened to mention that one time someone ordered 700 chicks. There were 700 chicks in that post office at once. I can just imagine what that would sound like. Interesting thing about the guy, though, he had a hearing aid in, and he said that he can't hear the chicks at all. It's a frequency. They make a, like this, Their sound is a frequency that he can't hear. So to him, it was completely silent in there. But I thought that was kind of cool. And I actually spoke to the lady at the post office the day before at the other post office in town here. And uh, I was just following up with her about like how this whole process is going to work. Because, you know, I, was, I wanted to be thorough and make sure I had all my chickens in line here. And she said things were really bad during COVID because there were, you know, tr issues with staffing and, and tra transport. And there were some trucks where the chicks were just on the trucks and then they didn't go anywhere. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Thank God I didn't do it during that time. But these ones, they all they all got transported okay. The box was making noise. And I was like, does it sound like there's six little peeps happening in there? They were very noisy. They were very upset. So I got them in the car. And that had to be the longest drive that I've ever done in my life. I'm like, I got to get home. So I finally get home. I open up the box. And when you know it, all six of my chicks are in there. And they are good to go. In fact, as soon as I put them in there, they're, they're running around doing their thing. And then they hit the water and they were drinking like crazy. And I'm like, yes. And then they found the food and then they spent the rest of the day just eating food. And uh, of course, Clark and Cody came home and they were just excited. And it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome thing to have this experience, to have these chicks come in. And now it's, it's like a part of our lives every day, every night, Clark man's out there checking them. He's holding them. He's snuggling them. He's putting them to his mouth. And you know, it's, it's awesome. So they're all good to go. Uh, we, we're now, today's Friday. I always record these Friday afternoons. Friday, October 6th at 1.27 p.m. For reference, you might be listening to this a few days later. Maybe maybe years in, in the future. Who knows? 2023, by the way. Maybe my, you know the whole story at this point. But there's only one chick that seems to have a little bit of issue with like a pasty butt that's sometimes common, especially when they come from like a place like Tractor Supply or if you get them in the in the mail like this. And all I have to do with that is kind of dampen a paper towel or a cotton ball and kind of loosen that up. Because the worst thing that can happen, and this actually happened to us once before, which is how I learned this lesson the hard way. If that 
poop and stuff gets hardened on there and they can't clear themselves like they have a vent back there which is kind of like where everything happens at if they can't clear that then they 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 die basically you know like that they get poisoned from inside so you got to keep that clear i've been doing that for a few days she seems to be doing well doesn't like it when i do it whatsoever but it's for her own good the other chicks all the other five of them are all great every one of them is a different type so every one of these chicks is going to have their own personality clark man of course is trying to name them the day before they even arrived he's already coming up with names uh they don't have formal names yet but we do have little tom aka tom brown jr to replace our our tom rest his soul who um he got eaten by the fox, but we got one that looks like him because he was just such a sweet chicken, and I'm hoping this one has a similar personality. But as it stands right now, they are all deathly afraid of us, but I am trying to pick them up and hold them and handle them so they, they kind of get used to us. But I, I, I fear that that may be making them more scared <laughs> as the, the human hand comes in, and they're like, oh, God, everyone run to the corner. He's not going to get us. And then you pick them up and stuff. But, man, it's it's so awesome. I love baby chicks, and I love birds in general. And it's just got me thinking, like, Craig's farm, man. I'm just, like, so excited for that future. And I'm, like, thinking about getting some fish and some other birds and things. And, oh, man, it's it brings a lot of joy to my life. And I find myself, like, that day that we got them, I spent a unhealthy amount of time just sitting out there watching them and, and checking on them and stuff. But it was definitely something really cool to experience. It doesn't happen very often that you, you get new new pets and it was it was all I could dream of. So I'm so happy that they all made it here safely. That was my big worry. I was so concerned, and that they're all still okay. But we're not out of the we're not in the clear yet because you know things can still happen. But as it stands right now, every day that goes by, I'm feeling better and better. Especially if Pasty, as I'm calling her, she I don't want that necessarily to be her name. Uh, maybe Patty, Pasty Patty. Uh, as long as she stays clear and we, we keep her healthy, I think we're going to have a, a, a just fine time and all the chickens are going to be good. So now I'm up to 11 chickens. Oh, it's going to be a lot, but now we've got kind of like the old crew and the young crew and they're going to be inside if you're curious. They should be inside for about six weeks. I'm going to try to push that a little bit though because the, the crate that I'm using isn't super big and by the time that they are six weeks old, they are going to be ready to get out of there. And it's, you know, it's, it's going to be good to kind of get them out so they can be outside and get out there before it becomes too cold with the winter. So uh, I'm, just, I'm planning that in my mind now. I've got some time for that. But as it stands right now, everybody's good. Everybody is, is healthy. And I could not be happier uh, about that. So that was a project. Uh, another project that I've been working on actively is organizing Lego, of course. And this week I got some new storage containers in so I could organize more of that, and that's been nice to do. I'm slowly but surely clearing out these bins that I have on the back wall here because my ultimate plan, and I came up with this like a year ago, this is like a trend in my life where I come up with these plans and make like the purchases for them, and then I never actively like follow through with making it happen. And that's a thing of the past. No zero days is, is killing the procrastinator, and man, I love it. Uh, I have these shelves that I bought. It's almost like these uh, metal bars with holes in them that run up and down the wall. So you, you fix these to the studs in the wall, and then you take these little shelf hanger things and you put them in there and then you put shelves on top of that. So it's like an adjustable shelf system essentially. And instead of having like bins of Lego on my back wall, what I want to do is have a whole wall of just shelving there that Clark and I can put things that we've built, things that uh, we want to display, whether it be mocks or sets or mostly just kind of small stuff like big 
things probably aren't gonna fit up there. But it'll be kind of nice to kind of clear that back space out because it's gonna give us more floor space because it's just gonna be on the wall, of course, using space that really isn't gonna be used for anything else. So I'm excited about that. I've actually, even today, I ordered more storage because we're working on all these different little projects and organizing that. Clark has been really doing a great job helping me with, particularly with uh, taking our bricks. We took all of our like double wide bricks and we got those all sorted by color. And even today, I'm still kind of formulating how I want to have this organized because everything like there, there's no rule book on this in terms of organizing Lego. And what I've learned in my history of doing this is that it, it kind of changes over time. It depends on how much you have and where what you think works in that time. And I started with just like small little crates or like little bins. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work. So I got some shelves for my desk and then I got more shelves and now I'm putting ones under the other desk and then labeling things. And it's it become better and better as time's gone by. Uh, so I added some new ones on today that should be here tomorrow. And that should relieve a lot of the pressure that I have on the desk drawers so I can use those for smaller things. And eventually my ultimate goal is to have all of my stuff neatly and nicely organized, all of my parts put away. And then I'm gonna turn my attention to some of the sets that we have and decide if they are bringing me joy in life or if they are serving me in any way, just like everything else, and whether maybe I should sell them. Because uh, the Brickitech Brick store is, is doing its thing. So I'm uh, going to keep listing there and just kind of figuring out a way to, to balance the, the aspect of having a Lego collection. And where I'm at right now in my life, and I'm, I've talked about this, and I don't think it's going to change, is that I just want to have a bunch of parts that are available because Clark likes building mocks, and that's the direction I want to go to with being creative. And then the only Lego sets that I'll probably buy going forward are things that I really love and want to keep on display. And if that's not the case, I might just buy it, build it just to enjoy the building experience and then sell it as a used set to kind of just keep recycling that. I think that would be the ultimate thing as a Lego YouTuber. Uh, that way I don't, I get to do all of the stuff except for the storage of the thing that I'll never touch again, which is uh, the scenario that's going on with all of the boxes that I moved here in 2020. They're all still sitting in there. I've never touched those Lego sets in the last almost four years now. If you haven't touched something in your house for four years, it probably shouldn't be in your house anymore. There's just no reason for it. So that's kind of what I'm going on. So that's that was another project, I suppose. Not nearly as exciting about getting as getting chickens, but that's what I'm working on. Clark and I have also been shooting some Lego videos. We completed uh, some Scooby-Doo sets that I've been really excited about. We did some brick linking to get those. And uh, there's some pretty expensive sets that we were able to complete for not a lot of money. And I finished the sets that I got last week. I don't know if I talked about this, but uh, we got the Hocus Pocus house that came in the mail. I think while I was recording this podcast, we got the Disney Hocus Pocus house, and then I got the Walt Disney tribute camera, which we have finished that. Cody's still working on Hocus Pocus. That's gonna take a while. Uh, so that was a fun little project to get into last week. And I guess while we're on the topic of things that we built this week, uh, I got actually back into Gundam after I finished my camera, I was like, hmm, I had that Gundam set that I built the leg off of. Let me keep working on that. So I put a little podcast on. I built the other leg. I'm working on the torso. And I really like Gundam. If you don't know what that is, it's like, think of uh, those giant robots from Japan. And uh, think of like a model kit where you have all of the parts that are on sprues, which uh, if you ever build a model car, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like Lego where they give you all the pieces, um, I guess, disconnected. They're all connected and you have to cut them off. And I, I really enjoy it. The instructions are so good, and it's so satisfying putting it together. And the fact that everything goes together so nicely, it doesn't require any paint. The instructions are great, and 
it actually moves like an action figure is so darn cool. So I've got one that I'm working on. I got one at a yard sale for $5. And again, Procrastinator Greg does not want to exist anymore. At least I don't want him to exist. So I'm trying to crank these things out because every project that gets done is one less thing on my list of things to do and maybe one less thing that's just sitting around waiting for some type of action to happen. Uh, so that's kind of rewarding, I think. Uh, it probably would be for anyone. But uh, I'm knowing, realizing now that we're hitting the fall, and as the temperatures start plummeting outside, which is going to start happening this week, we had an abnormally warm week this week, which is incredible, but as things start plummeting and we go into the winter season, I've got nothing to do other than like work on stuff here, and I want to make everything in this studio, which you really can't see behind me because my shirt is white and it's it's making everything else black. Um, I want, to, I want to get it all nice and set up the way that I want it and be super organized. Like, that's a big thing for me. So I'm sure I'll be talking about that going forward as I make progress on that. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm having fun with it. But it wasn't the fun of the week. That's the next segment. As we have the perfect segue, you can see how this works. Uh, this week, we ended up getting back into SD's rockets again. If you've been following along, we did this once before. I got this SD's rocket kit on the super cheap at a flea market a while back, about a year ago. And then I had some engines for it, and Clark and I finally took it out and launched it, and it was amazing. So we went to Hobby Lobby uh, a few weeks ago as well. Everything, everything's kind of tying together if you've been following the No Zero Days vlogs. And we got some new components for that, including a parachute, which to replace the one that ours melted because it like set on fire. And then I got some new engines and just some other materials like wadding that we needed. And Clark and I set that up. We took it out and, f and took it for a flight. It was amazing. The video is so fun. It's so good. Uh, there was a lot of unexpected things that happened, which I won't spoil here because that video, I think, will be coming out the same day that this is. It should be out about two hours before this. You would have already seen this. But man, it was it was a great time. And it really solidified the fact that Clark and I really enjoy doing the Estes rocket thing. So I'm gonna go back to Hobby Lobby. We're gonna get a couple more rockets that are like model kits that you get to build. So I'll probably be sharing some of that too. Like there's this whole aspect of things that I wanna share uh, and I don't know where to put it, but I think maybe sharing some experimental rocket building and things like that. Maybe even the Gundam thing could fit into the no zero days thing because it's pretty much whatever I wanna do. Uh, so I'll be sharing that. We're gonna get some more um, engines and all the materials we need because next time we go out what I've decided is I want to go out with everything like doubled because right now we're in a situation where if we fly one rocket and something goes bad we lose the the top of it maybe that happened our parachute melts maybe that happened I want to have another rocket that way we don't have to go home in, in defeat after being out there for 15 minutes blasting off these things I want to have a couple things lined up all ready to go so when we go out we can make a whole afternoon of it and I think it's a solid investment, even though, I mean, when you ultimately think about it, just like fireworks, when I launch one of these rockets and that engine goes off, it is basically like burning money. But the fact that I'm out there with my boy and we're having a great time, any amount of money is worth that because these are memories that we're making. And maybe someday, like he'll, like my, my dream is that he'll look back on the, all these things that we've done together and then he'll want to do that with his kids. He'll be like, oh, I had a great time with this. Like I want him to have these experiences with me that he wants to replicate instead of my situation where I didn't really have any experiences. So like Clark and I are kind of experiencing things for the first time together, which is like really cool for me. Like I get to be a big kid all the time. I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. This is amazing. Whereas if you're a, an adult that has done this your whole life, maybe it's not as special. So like, I don't hold any grudges about my, my childhood and the lack of like 
commitment and time that my parents put into me because the way I see it, and I think a lot of people could be served by, by what they're about to hear, you create your own life. As an adult, you can do anything you want and you can be bitter and you can hold grudges or you can just go live your life and have those experiences that you missed out on and like even better because you're in control of it and you got money and like as a kid you have none of those things right like you're you're told what to do by your parents and they're kind of they control everything well as an adult you get to do that so i love it and i'm having fun with it so that was our our fun of the week but i did have another fun experience this is the experience of the week this is something new that i've never done before i went scrapping with pap can you believe that? Uh, if you guys remember back last week, I took out our old metal fence that was out there and just completely destroyed. And I had that fence sitting out there. And Monday morning when our trash went out, I was debating whether just to take that and like put it out with the trash. But then I was like, first of all, this is pretty darn heavy to drag all the way out there. And then two, they're going to charge me a fortune to get rid of this. And I messaged Pap or I called him or whatever, got a hold of him, and I was like, could you know could we scrap this potentially he's like yeah i could scrap it and i'm like all right let's do that so instead of spending money to get rid of it we could get paid money to get rid of it so he came over uh, and we loaded it up we took it out to the local scrap place which i've never been to before but i've realized one thing while i was there i want to work there there are so many amazing jobs that you can do there they've got excavators they've got like a crane thing with like a magnet on it that picks up metal they've got forklift drivers they've got the trucks that like water the dirt there to keep the dust down and i'm like dude this is what i dream of doing like this is like a, there was a, a, a big rig turning around there i'm like american truck simulator is like one of my favorite things that i play i want to be a scrap metal employee for a job and uh you know i don't know if they'd hire me with no experience but i have a motivation to to do it so uh I didn't get a job that day. I didn't even get an application, but I was appreciative of all the guys there that were doing all these cool things. We unloaded the scrap metal. They weigh it when it comes in, and then uh, you unload it, and then they weigh it when it goes out. And when you know it, I made five bucks scrapping my fence, and Bud had some other stuff there. He gave me the five bucks, but in, in exchange for him taking me out there, I ended up taking him out for lunch. We are going to go to this little rinky-dink place, but there was nowhere to park like the the whole parking lot was full and it was full out back. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, so we ended up scrapping that idea, no pun intended. And then we went over to, uh, this, this quaint little place that I have never heard of before. It's called McDonald's has like two yellow arches out front. It was a, it was a good place. Not the, the best burgers in the world, but, uh, we, we did have lunch at McDonald's and it was, it was great. I, I love the quarter pounders of cheese. So good. We got some fries, of course, got the two meals, and then we got some chicken nuggets, most of which came home for Clark Mann to have for breakfast the following day. So everybody wins, uh, and it was, it, was, it was a good time. Other than the fact that Pat called me later, I was down here organizing some Lego, and he calls me and he tells me that he ended up getting a flat tire on his trailer, which I felt awful about because obviously it was my fault. I was the reason that he was out that day doing all this. Not sure where it happened at, probably at the scrapyard, like running over something. Uh, so he, he was... He, he, he wasn't like complaining about it, but I offered to pay for it. And he said, I knew you were going to say that. And he's like, you took me out to the beach for vacation. So I guess we're all squared up, but I want to try to make it up to him for the, the pain and suffering that he endured from trying to get rid of my fence. Uh, it ultimately, like when you add that in, it probably did cost more money to, uh, to scrap it than just to get, you know, have the trash man take it. But it was an adventure. It was an experience. I got to hang out with my father-in-law. I would have loved to hit some yard sales while we were out there, but 
it, it wasn't the right day or the right time of the year, unfortunately. So we just we just kept it to the scrapping and the eating, and that was good with me. My chickens were okay while I was gone, and everything worked out well. Uh, something else that we got into this week in the world of artistry, art of the week, if you will, Clark Mann has found this really awesome YouTube channel, maybe the rabbit hole of the week here for him at least, and it's about this guy that gets these action figures, and then he like kind of like breaks them all apart and has like little bins of pieces and parts, sort of like what I do with my Lego and the tackle boxes, and then he makes these custom action figures, and he uses clay and mold stuff on them, and I was just like fascinated by this, as was Clark Mann. And Clark decided that he wanted to get back into doing clay stuff, because he's done this before with uh, Model Magic, which I think is a Crayola brand. I went online, though, to Amazon, and I was looking around at different clays, and I found this one um, clay option that had not only a ton of different colored clays, but also like all the tools and things that you need. So I ordered that, and that came this week. So Clark and I sat down while Cody was building more of Hocus Pocus, and we built clay figures. He built himself, which turned out hilarious like during the video again I'm not going to spoil it I know this is behind the scenes but you got to watch it in the video because I don't want to ruin the, the funny part of it we were cackling at this thing that he made and then I made a football player which I I think was pretty good I was inspired by any of you dudes that are my age or maybe a little older uh have you ever done starting lineup action figures or I guess they're just figures they don't really move too much although their arms move a little bit and they have like the little football helmet uh, it was kind of inspired by that, so I made a football player, and it was it, it turned out pretty nice, I think. Uh, but doing clay is actually kind of fun. It's hard to mold, um, but it's neat to kind of come up with something that you want to make and then make it. That being said, I think I prefer making things out of Lego more. I, I just there's just something about that that medium that I I am just drawn to, of course, as as you may have noticed. Uh, so I'll keep doing clay with Clark. Maybe that'll be a series. Uh, and yeah, he should totally share that too. He should make videos on it, which he actually made a video last weekend that I I need to review. He always edits them up, but I always watch and make sure it's like, hey, do you sure we want to keep this as long as it is? Or, you know, I just try to make his videos concise and clean. He shot a whole video about this Lego set that he built last weekend because I, I actually kind of, uh, I took the Lego set that I got for him and I set it aside for Christmas because Christmas, just like the cold days of winter here in the studio where I'm working on stuff is coming. Uh, I set it aside. It's his number one most wanted Lego set. It's the Space Roller Coaster. He had it on his Christmas list that he's already started inside this Amazon book that Jeff Bezos sent us to get money from us. And uh, I set that aside. So I gave him another set. I was like, hey, go in this storage room of doom and you pick out something. And he found something. It was a Lego stunt set. So he did a whole video documenting that. And I think it, I filmed it for him. So I, I think it turned out well. I just have to see the edit. Uh, so he, I'll put that out for him like probably tomorrow. So that should be out by the time you're seeing this. Um, I just, man, I, watching it back, though, I think I recorded like 28 minutes of footage, and he said it's like a 14-minute video now, uh, so I, I, it's going to take some time to watch, but that was pretty cool, uh, kind of getting into the world of art, so we got we got some Lego building, we got some Gundam building, we got some clay building, and uh, Lego, uh, yeah, model Lego builds, and then organizing, it just, it's all good, it's uh, doing all that stuff, um, but that was like some, all of my projects of the week, I guess. I guess you could consider pretty much anything a project, but I have a funny story that I want to tell you to kind of wrap this whole thing up. Again, this was like, I guess the whole week was mostly chickens, which I mostly glossed over here, but as you watch my videos from this week, you'll get to see like 
there's a whole video dedicated to that, of course, and you'll see them quite a bit, which I'm excited to share because it kind of sucks to tell you about them right now and you don't know what they look like or what, what they're like, but uh, trust me, they're, they're cute as heck. And maybe in watching it, it's going to convince you you need to get some chickens. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but my funny story of the week takes us all the way back to last weekend when Cody and I and Clark Man went to the farmer's market. And as we're walking in, we, we get a few things, and then we're walking past this booth, and this guy yells to Cody. And it turns out that it's one of her former co-workers who's now retired, and apparently now selling olive oil. And as we walk over and he starts chatting up with Cody, he, he immediately goes into salesman routine where he's trying to pitch her on this olive oil. And I realize in that moment that she is she's she has to buy this. She has to buy olive oil from this guy. But what I know about Cody and what he doesn't know is that she's kind of a snob when it comes to food. And uh, to put in perspective, the last olive oil she got was from a specialty store in Italy. So that's like, that's the quality of olive oil that she's looking for. So in that moment, when I'm realizing she's going to have to buy this guy's olive oil, I realize that I, without even conversing with her, I should go into bad cop mode where I start pressing the guy a little bit about his olive oil. So I start asking him questions about it, like, hey, what kind of kind of, kind of olive oil do you use? Because basically all he does, and he confirmed this, he, bought, he buys olive oil in bulk, and then he puts basil and garlic with it, and like, w whatever happens there. And then he bottles it up himself, and then he sells it for a premium. So I'm like, where do you get your olive oil from? And he's like, oh, I, I buy, it in, buy it from Sam's Club. And I'm like, Sam's Club? He's like, yeah, um, Members Mark or something like that. And I'm like, isn't that the Sam's Club brand? And he's like, yeah, but I, you know, I've been looking around for 25 years, and apparently that's the olive oil he chose. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, we, we we're kind of we're kind of picky when it comes to olive oil. And I was like, yeah, we just got some too. And then Cody goes, well, we're almost out. And I'm just like, oh, you are not, you're not digging with the rocks. You're not smelling what the rocks cooking, right? You're not smelling what the rock is cooking. Because uh, I was trying to like, I was like coming off as a jerk, really, in hopes that I could be the bad cop and she's a good cop where she's like, yeah, okay, okay, he's not, you know, my husband's a pain in the butt or whatever, and then we could get out of there. But she she basically afterwards told me that she was already committed at that point and she had to. So she, for $14, bought this guy's bottle of olive oil, which I then like looked into later, and I learned that you're not supposed to have bottles of olive oil in plastic containers like that makes it worse and all of his stuff is plastic and I'm sure he bought it in plastic containers from Sam's Club and it's just like it wasn't I guarantee you and I, this wasn't the quality that she was looking for but being that I was a former co-worker and that he still like is a, a member of the area and community or whatever like she was she was kind of forced to buy it so all of my hard work and becoming like the biggest like olive oil snob jerk that really knows nothing about olive oil but trying to like save her was all for nothing and now I can't even like show my face at the farmer's market anymore because I was like rude to this guy almost like pressing him on his product if I could go back I wouldn't have said a darn word I would have just walked over with her and let her buy the darn olive oil and then we could just like throw it away or use it or whatever but uh yeah that's that's kind of happened and Oh, it didn't didn't go as planned. So when we walked away from there, that guy was probably like, man, that guy, is freaking hate him. <laughs> but it wasn't me. It wasn't truly me. It was just like the character that I had to, I felt like I needed to play in the moment in order to save my wife from having to buy olive oil that she wasn't going to be happy with. And funny enough, I was looking at the olive oil that we bought and his olive oil, when you do the exchange rate, was like the same cost as the olive oil that she bought. I don't know if it's the same container, but 
same size, but man, that one's in glass, by the way, all the way from Italy. So yeah, I came off like a jerk and uh, I'm thinking maybe I can smooth it over. If we go there next time, I'll go over and be like, hey, that olive oil that you gave us is incredible. I'm I never had such good olive oil. You, you seriously get that from Sam's Club? You bought in the you just you just put basil and 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 garlic in it. I think that's the two things: basil and garlic, and patience. That's the other ingredient that he has on the label. Hope he doesn't. Hope no one sends this to him. He doesn't listen to it, buddy. I was just playing a role. Okay, so that's that's kind of uh, kind of what happened. I thought it was funny. It was a funny story. I didn't put any of that in. The, I don't even think I recorded it, but. I, I, I hyped the, the podcast up. We might get some new listeners from this because I said there's a funny story. Uh, if you, you got to tune in episode 180 of the podcast, which won't be out until the day after that video goes out. So that's unfortunate, but hey, they can find it. And that's pretty much like all that happened this week. It was it was just like a, a bunch of different things, I feel like, but it, I think I covered it all. As far as listener feedback from last week, there really wasn't much. Uh, we got some really nice comments from a few folks regarding no zero days in the podcast, which I greatly appreciate. Uh, we got uh, the rest of them seem to be mostly follow ups on my follow ups from previous comments. So it was like we're like inception level deep here on these comment uh, threads. Uh, but I just want to thank you guys all for for uh, taking the time to listen, tuning in. If you would like a proper listener feedback section next week if you like these podcasts to go a little longer than this uh feel free to comment some things you know everybody's here listening y'all you can relate to something that i said or you have some type of topic that you want to get into go ahead and throw it out there and we'll, we'll get into it next week but on that i hope you enjoyed tuning into this week's episode stay tuned to see our cute little baby chicks that'll be popping up uh this week in the no zero days vlogs as well as pretty much everything else that i talked about because we're like still running a week behind and it didn't help that this week i I shot videos on Saturday and Sunday. I was supposed to just do Monday, Monday through Friday, but then like things are happening. I'm like, oh, I'm going to film this and I'm glad that I do. Uh, I even have like a home movie that I didn't even, I'm not even putting out on YouTube. It's just like one that I made when we're outside on Sunday night having some fun. Uh, you, you, you just can't stop me. So on that, hope no one can stop you. And I hope that I find you in the next Missing Pieces. <laughs>